Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. Hello, everybody. This is the Community of Principles podcast with Ben Gilpin, and it is May, people, and you know what that means. Uh, summer's right around the corner. That also means that um, we've got some summeritis. Some people are trying to survive, not necessarily thrive. So all of that is going on. I have a fantastic guest with us this week, um, and we are going to soon get to Kristen Box in just a moment. Before we get to Kristen, you know, a couple of little points of encouragement to all of you. My good friend, and many of you know, Dr. Joe Sanfilippo, just recently put out a post, a one-minute walk, and he was talking all about chasing flies. And one thing in that message is, what are we choosing to to see as far as our attention goes? Are we noticing the little flies that are buzzing around or are we noticing the beautiful scenery and the amazing things happening? So my encouragement to all of you in these final weeks of school is notice that beautiful scenery. Don't forget to laugh and focus on the positives instead of letting those, those pesky flies take up so much of our time. And without any further ado, Kristen, welcome. Thank you, Ben. I am delighted to be here. It is great to have you on. So Kristen, would you mind letting everybody know your current spot and how did you get there? Oh, sure. I am currently the principal of Brown Elementary School in St. Joseph. Very proud to be here at Brown. This is my fifth year as building leader. And I have been with St. Joseph Public Schools for 19 years. I started teaching first grade for one year at E.P. Clark Elementary down the road and uh, here in the same district, of course, uh, with my good friend and mentor, Michelle Allen, as my principal. I had the gift of her mentorship and leadership for many, many years where I taught second grade, fourth grade. Um, I worked in the office with her as dean of students for a year and then made the transition while she was my partner, along with my other colleague, Craig Hubble, who's uh, also a, a MEMSPA leader as well. So that's been my journey here in St. Joe. I'm this year serving as the director of elementary curriculum, and I will make a transition to central office in July. Oh, big move. So I guess before we jump into any of the questions, with that move on the horizon, there's got to be, you know, just candidly, there's there's got to be a part of you that's excited, but also a part of you that may be even a little sad. How are you feeling? Yeah, that's so true. Especially this month, it's really hitting, right? Last PTO meeting with my, our, excuse me, our incredible PTO executive board and families and lots of people are reminding me this is my last staff meeting with Brown staff tomorrow. So yeah, well, that brings some feelings of sadness. I am delighted to just still be in the district, just leading in a different way and uh, know that I will make intentional visits and intentional reasons to still be highly engaged with uh, our Brown School staff and families. Absolutely. And I know you well enough that that, that is who you will be and, and are all the time. One thing it reminds me of is when I transitioned out of the classroom and into the principalship, I remember it was hard to say goodbye to the students that um, I was going to have. And um, I had to think to myself, what would I say to anyone else? And I kept coming back to the point that I would say, hey, if, if you want something, go for it. I wouldn't ever want to hold anyone back. So my trust is that I would imagine your staff is sad to see you go, but giving you that that green light to get after it and make a huge difference. 
Yeah, that's so true. Thank you for that. I think they're also, you know, feeling highly encouraged about our new principal coming in. So we've had some, we've had the opportunity to hire early and had some intentional visits and and purposeful meetings with the incoming principal, Joe Rommel, who was a Brown School teacher for many years and, and people are connected with him. And so that feels good to have a familiar face and somebody who's passionate about our community coming in too. So it's great. So Joe, well-connected to McCall as well. Correct. Correct. Yes, that's yes. fantastic. Well, very exciting. So let's jump into some questions. The first one, always curious to see where you will go with this one. What are two things most people don't know about Kristen? Well, probably people who get to know me know this, but I am incredibly predictable, I'm afraid, in some ways. So started way back when I was in second grade, I decided I was going to be a second grade teacher. And um, that's just what I was going to do. And that's just what I did. I taught second grade for many years. Once I set my mind to it, that's just what's going to to come. So also predictable. My colleagues uh, in St. Joe, we have breakfast every Thursday morning to connect, to make sure we're all on the same page for kids. So we go to different breakfast venues, but I order the same thing every single time. It's become such a joke that I just can't deviate from what I order. And um, the one restaurant ran out of the hot sauce that I like to add to my eggs in the morning. So one of my colleagues ended up ordering me some on Amazon to bring to the breakfast because I just need to have things so predictable and in order. So it's kind of funny to be a building principal and not have any idea what my day is going to bring, which I actually love that, just that variety because everything else in my life tends to be pretty predictable. Uh, So that's one thing. Boy, something else. I, I thought I just love, love, love the water. I want to be near the water and beyond the water as much as possible, which bodes well living here in St. Joseph right next to the lake. Just bought a house over the weekend. We signed yesterday, uh, moved over the weekend, and we are able to see Lake Michigan down the road, which is just such a gift, such a gift. Certainly not on Lake Michigan, but we can see Lake Michigan, which is beautiful. And um, we spend our summers as much as possible at our family cottage at this small little lake near Coldwater and Sturgis that we absolutely love. I've been going there since I was a child. We have lots of family there, lots of families that have different cottages around the lake. And every weekend, it's a big reunion and it's it's joyful. And, and we love every minute of that. And that's also probably a little predictable. Very, very predictable. <laughs> Who will be there, what we'll do, where we eat. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like those things. So I would say that um, probably people would say you're, you're a creature of habit. Correct. Right? I think maybe that is something I do for self-care too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to that one. Yes. As far as as far as lake life goes, you know, in you're in St. Joseph, yes, you're close to Lake Michigan. You know, what would be something, you know, if somebody were to bump into you at the lake, are you on a boat out on the lake or are you walking the beach? What does Kristen like to do when it comes to the lake? And the small small lake where our cottage is. You would see Kristen on the pontoon relaxing for sure. Relaxing. I do like to water ski too. I've been doing that for a long time. I like to take walks around the lake, bike ride with the kids. Our two kids, we have a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old, and they are lake children too. Bare feet and running around everywhere they can in the sand. So I would say I'm not the active playing sports in the sand and and running up and down. I am definitely relaxing. On the pontoon. I got you. On the pontoon. Yes. Good work. That is, that's predictable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Next one to transition a little bit. What is, what is something that you are currently faced with? Yeah, 
probably like most most educators, we're working on this rebuilding of of trust within our community and within our nation, within our state. And it feels like so many people in our society right now are struggling, right? They're they're worrying about so many things from gas prices to politics to trusting us to make educational decisions to trusting them with the safety of their children over the last couple of years, particularly. So I think that's probably not unique at all, but um, it is something that's different for us recently. And it's something that we struggle with. So to, to follow up and kind of continue this conversation, how has social media both helped and hurt? Because I would imagine it can be used for so much good but oftentimes you can see it from a negative standpoint as well. What's your experience go as far as your, and I completely agree with you, but how has social media played a factor? Yeah, that's a great question, Ben. I would say where it helps is you can tell your story, right? You can, you can share your school story. You can share all the excellent things that are happening with, with your students, with your staff, your families um, by posting them. And I think that anytime that you can do that, people can have some insight on the deep passion that is uh, possessed by all of our educators, they, that helps for them to feel like their, their students are in the right place. And also, you know, as an opportunity to just communicate with families, to tell not only what's happening on a day-to-day basis within your building, but particularly around COVID and pandemic, sharing your plans that way, being available to answer those questions right away, putting out your contact information. I think anytime that families know that that you hear them, that you see them, and that you care deeply, it's beneficial. And and you can use social media in that way. Yep. I agree with you. I think it's, and it's what you're basically speaking to is, is very transparent yeah. and, and building that trust through transparency and, and just being an open book. But I do know that that's something, I think you just touched upon a point. It's an issue for you, but I would also imagine it's an issue for your colleagues around the state. And it's, I don't think it's going away. So that's telling your story is going to be more important than, than it has been in several years. So that's yeah. a great point. Yeah. So Kristen, let's, let's shift on this. Let's shift over to a victory in the last uh, 12 months or so. Yeah. Lots of things to celebrate. Being back together again, getting this new sense of normalcy, but also learning from all of our experiences during the pandemic and learning how we can do things in a different way um, to be more effective with maybe be more efficient with our time and and more effective with our practice. So we've spent time as a staff just thinking about what we've learned through the pandemic and what we can celebrate as well. We actually had a theme this year for our staff that was to share our stories as a staff to tell our stories, going back to, to sharing them on social media, but within a staff, just really celebrating who we are as unique people and what we bring to the conversation to insights. So I'd say it overall a celebration is that school is different, but it's it's different and it's better in a lot of ways. We're perhaps more intentional to celebrate that we are together, more intentional to focus on the social and emotional wellness of our students and our and, and their families and our staff. We're perhaps more in tune to that than we ever have been before because we all had to work through a lot of things um, and we work through them together. Yeah, and that's and I think that's really well said. This has this has really put that priority on on the relationship aspect, uh, because when people don't feel connected, when they feel disconnected, that's when you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of uh, a lot of problems. 
what you're seeing and, and what you're saying is that, um, you know, what you've been able to build is is a healthy culture where people care about each other and they essentially embrace those differences. And that's really what we want, not only from our staffs, but also from society as well. So very well said. So we've got um, we've got one more. And this whole year, the focus of, of um, season five has been hashtag you matter. And boy, a whole lot's happened in the last year plus. So I guess the, the simple question is, is Kristen, what do you do to take care of yourself? Yeah, I think besides spending time with family and spending that time to relax when you're able to, it may seem like a, an interesting answer, but before I leave the office every day, I just make my list of, you know, because my day is not always predictable, I make a list of what I I'd hope to accomplish the next day, including people I want to check in with. And spending those few moments to to put that down on a piece of paper helps it to be gone so I can be present for my family and be present as a mom and as a wife and also helps me to feel a little bit more organized coming into the next day. So so that's a that's something that aside from trying to exercise or disconnect the phone at a certain time, that just really helps me personally to be able to leave the office and not feel like my head is. Honestly, that's a very simple thing. And I absolutely, I love that. And I'm going to tell you why. I know when I go home, I have a very difficult time turning it off. And so that constant, that uh, overthinking that I, that I know I deal with is I do think of, who, what students did I not see today? What staff members did I not check in? Which ones did I check in? But maybe maybe I need to spend more time. Maybe I need to be more, using your word, intentional. I love the fact that, you know, before you even leave, you're making a list so that you're able to, to the best of your ability, turn it off and be present for your family, which having to uh, write, that, uh, write that almost both into the teenage years, you got some precious moments right now. You know, I've got a 17 and 20 year old. I can vividly remember 10 and 13 and, and knowing what that looked like. And it was at times, at times you want to move faster. And at times you, you're just like, can we just put the brakes on this? So I get that. Yeah. So Kristen, first off, thank you for joining us. And I thank you not only for some of the things that you shared, but also, you know, as you transition from the principalship to central office, I will guarantee you have colleagues that potentially that's on their radar. Maybe that's something that they're doing. Maybe it's not at this point, but maybe it could be down the road. I really hope people will will chime in and listen and, and connect with you. You and I have crossed paths multiple times. I know that uh, at our leadership events, we've crossed paths as well as MEMSPA and um, summer leadership. So I really hope people will, will tune in and check this one out. I wish you the best. I know that uh, one thing that you said, the predictability it does make me smile, but as as you have summer approaching, I hope that you have many predictable days on not only the pontoon boat but also at the lake. So, thank you again for joining us. This is this has been great. Thank you, Ben. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for asking. Okay, everybody, as you tune in, this is the last handful of weeks. Remember, just like Joe Sanfilippo says, don't chase those pesky flies. Focus on the positive things that happen every single day. And as you listen to this episode, reach out and connect with Kristen. She is a wealth of information and she is a fantastic person to touch base with. Okay, till next time. Thanks, everybody. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and And reflect reflect. because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. 
Don't forget to check out hashtag MemspaChat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.